Welcome to the dark side of travel. So you've dared to come jaunt with me. Thank you. Let me introduce myself. I'm Courtney Maroc, ambassador of dark and paranormal tourism for Haunt Jaunts, a destination for restless spirits who dig hauntings, true crime, horror, Halloween, and weird days. I'll be your host and guide for this listening adventure. Looks like we've been cleared for takeoff, so buckle up, sit back, and enjoy the ride. Welcome to part two of my interview with Rick McCallum. There is a part one, so if you're coming here without having listened to part one, don't worry, you don't have to go listen to it first. You can listen to one or two, whichever order that you desire. But if you did listen to, to part one and you wanted to listen to the rest of part two, you found it. Enjoy. But you're not, like what I was getting at is, you're not the stereotypical, you know, egotistical person or whatever. You're, you're well, very, you, you'll talk really to not. anybody. <laughs> It's really awesome. You know, it's really funny. The first the first time that I went and I was a guest at uh, Scarefest, uh, where I met the lovely and talented Courtney Rock, um, <laughs> Kane and Ari had their boots down farther, and obviously they had tons and tons and tons of people. And every once in a while, some people would have you know noticed me from Ghost Adventures and come over and talk to me, or had seen Hatchet Two where I get chainsawed in half and all that neat stuff. And I had you know a couple hundred people stop by my booth you know, the the first year. And then the second year is there, I mean, I had a lot of people come over and a lot of them were from the year before. So yeah, we just wanted to come back and talk to you again. Uh, like, cool. cool. Bring it over. That's awesome. Yeah. Cause I think you're amazing. And I thought when I saw you on the ghost events, I was like, give him a show. Like that's who I want to watch. Cause you had, you, you, you were doing some of the same things that they do, but it was just with enough of a little bit of a different twist and genuineness that made it like, wow, that's very refreshing. What's worse you been all my life? <laughs> yeah, Actually, that's one thing that you can count on. Whatever I'm saying to you is the truth. I'm not smart enough to lie. You know, it's just, you know, it's just. And I'm getting old. My memory wouldn't let me, you know, lie because I never remember the lie. And I'd get caught and everybody would yell at me and throw throw vegetables at me and scare me. So, Are you afraid of vegetables? Just flying ones. <laughs> I'm not as quick as I used to be. I can't duck everything anymore, you know. <laughs> oh, God, that's hilarious. Are you going to go back to uh, Scotland this year for this coming year? Oh, absolutely. I certainly am. And there's two reasons. Um, a couple of years ago, I fell in the Roslyn Forest. I don't know if you knew that or not, uh-uh. um, because I was really limping around that year, real bad. I fell in the forest and just exploded my right knee. That's the only way of saying it, uh, to the point that the doctor, after he saw the MRI, just went like this. He goes, you need a knee replacement. We can't fix this. <gasps> Holy so, Holy Yeah. But the problem was when I fell, I, uh, you know, I, I fell down this hill. Uh, I actually slipped on the hill. My leg got caught under me, and I, I just went straight down on my knee, and it just went crunch. Oh. And I knew as soon as I did it that, you know, I thought I broke my leg. It was that painful. Okay. But I slid down a hill, you know, on my butt, 
and my leg was caught underneath me. And I'm trying to get it out, and the farther I slide down, the more it hurts, and my leg is stuck behind me. So finally, I just rolled over to the side in the mud and slid down the hill. Well, I was out doing this by myself because I was looking for a place to ghost hunt that night. And uh, I knew I couldn't get back up the hill that I just fell down because my leg was totally, totally shot. Oh, gosh. And uh, I looked up, and I saw a road, you know, that was all mud heading towards this farm, so I took off on that. So I ended up walking two and a half miles out of the forest, you know, and I mean, uh, walking is putting it nicely. I mean, I limped horribly and I did for like six or seven months. I mean, I couldn't go up the stairs. I couldn't go down the stairs without, you know, really going one step at a time with my good leg. And um, to the point that what was really cool now, and this, this just goes to show you my superpower working again. I popped out of this place onto a road from out behind this farm. The hard part was there was two uh, cattle gates that I had to climb over with the leg and the muddy shoes. That wasn't easy either, but I managed to pull it off. But when I got out, I'm walking down this thing, and I'm trying to figure out where I can catch a bus to get back to my hotel because I was staying in Roslyn, right across from Roslyn Chapel, you know, where they think the Knights Templar took the Holy Grail and the Ark of the Covenant. Um, Yeah. And I, I go in there a lot. Uh, but anyway, um, I see this guy doing his dishes in his window. And I'm covered in mud and I'm limping. I, you know, I look like one of the extras in Walking Dead. I'm surprised somebody didn't shoot me in the head. <laughs> <laughs> and I look up and I holler at this guy. And, and he looks at me. I said, excuse me. And he looks at me. I said, can you tell me if I keep walking down the street, will I be able to catch a bus to go to Roswell? He goes, yeah, but it's, it's a ways. I said, well, all right, man, thank you. And he goes, what happened? I said, I kind of blew up my knee in the forest. He said, where? And I told him, he goes, that's a couple miles from here. I said, yeah, I couldn't walk the other way. I couldn't get up the hill, right? So I'm, I said, I thank him, and I start walking down the way, and I get about 50 yards, which probably took me 10 minutes, <laughs> right? Oh, my gosh. And, and here comes this car, and the guy pulls up. He'd gone and got his car, and he pulls up, and he goes, get in. And I looked at him, and I said, man, I can't tell you how much I appreciate this, but I'm covered in mud. Right? I can't get in your car. And he goes, and he goes I work on a farm. Get in. Right? I said, <laughs> right? Okay. Now, the funny thing was, the guy's name is James Cameron, like the famous uh, director. Yeah. But it wasn't him. It was the guy that ran the farm, uh, who, actually I, who actually I ghost hunted with this last time I went back out on the farm. But no uh, he takes me, yeah, he takes me right back to my hotel, does a U-turn in the middle of the street so I can get out on the right side so I'm closer to the hotel. Aww. And, yeah, super nice guy. Um, so anyway, when uh, – It's in the book, by the way. Um, <laughs> and the hunt from this time. Um, but anyway, as I'm going in, the lady who owns the building heard her husband – She's also a nurse, and she sees me, and she comes running out. She goes, oh, what happened? I said, I thought she goes, do you want me to call an ambulance? And I said, no. I said, it's, I, said I really messed it up. I said, but there's nothing they can do here. I'll have to wait till I get home. Oh, my gosh. So, so what I would do is I would go to different hotels. So after a couple of days there, uh, I went to another hotel. When I came back, the owner and his wife were standing there, and I had my big suitcase and my little suitcase, and I was signing in, and, I look and I see the owner, and he's carrying all my stuff up the stairs. Aww. 
So that's what I'm saying. People are just nice to me. And just, I, I hope my superpower continues because it's really kind of cool. <laughs> oh, it's for <laughs> sure know, going really, to. Well, yeah, I mean, you always get really good friends that way. I mean, people are just nice. Yeah, because like I said, it's it's I I firmly believe in you you get what you give and you give out so much goodness that and they say that, right? That what you put out there comes back to you three times. So you you I don't know, I don't know if that's true, but the one thing that does get me, I mean, people are nice to me before they know me, before they hear me talk. Anyway, they just automatically are nice to me. So I don't know if that's just, uh, you know, my, like I said, my superpower, everybody's got a superpower. Some people can dance. Some people can sing. I can't do either one. And <laughs> I've been paid to do it into two different movies. <laughs> Explain that. No Probably way. Which movie? For, well, I sang in a movie called uh, Born, where I was a truck driver trying to stay awake. And uh, then, then, then Allison Bree kills me in a horrifying way. Uh, and the other one was a movie called Checkpoint, where I'm playing. I'm on a battleship, and I'm one of the soldier or one of the navy guys. And I've got on headphones, and I'm mopping, and I'm dancing with the mop. And I spin around and hit this girl's cowboy boot, and I look up. It's a real pretty blonde girl, and I look at her and I smile, and she shoots me in the face. <laughs> you you haven't had good luck with the the dancing and the thing. <laughs> No, but I mean, here's the fact that I can't dance, I can't sing, and I've actually been paid to do both in movies. <laughs> That's hilarious. I didn't know of course, that. I think, I think actually what they were saying, God, we need somebody who really sucks at singing and dancing. Get Rick! <laughs> <laughs> he stinks! Get him! Oh, my gosh. Have you been in, do you have any uh, upcoming movies at all? No, because I've been too busy... Uh, you know, writing the book and going to different countries. Matter of fact, you asked me if I was going back to Scotland. And, yes, I am going back to Scotland for two two reasons. One, they have a 96-mile hike that goes right through the center of the, the highlands and all the locks and everything else. And because of my knee, it's my colossal way of saying, screw you, universe. I'm going to do this 96-mile walk. Two years ago, you about ripped my leg off. Now watch this. Wow. And the second thing is, my buddies from Scottish Paranormal just invited me to go to Dracula's Castle in Romania with them in June. No! So you oh, know I'm not going to miss that. That's going to... Have you ever been there yet? No. So this will be your first time. That will I have be been amazing. to the castle. I have been to the castle in Scotland that uh, inspired Bram Stoker to uh, write Dracula. I have been to that one. Oh. Yeah, it's called Swain's Castle. Oh. I did not realize that. That there there was book. one in Oh. <laughs> Man, I'm gonna have a really good time. Like you're just making it that much more appealing to read it, you know, but there is gonna be a big education in this book. There's a lot of pictures. Oh. That's even better. Yeah, so you get to see the castles and, you know, it's, it's uh, a lot of neat stuff. And I write about a lot of the people that have been nice to me over there. Is it, is your book, is it, does it have any kind of um, published date in mind yet? No, because I'm actually still formatting it, which is very oh. hard to do. Yeah. Because, if, by the way, if there's any geniuses that know how to use Word out there, help! <laughs> <laughs> Because I will get like 
you know, 100 pages done, and I'll be doing the next 100 formatting them. And when I come back, everything's changed. Oh, uh, how no. to lock everything in that I've already done. If somebody knows how to do that, please, please tell me. Oh, no. That would have been done three months ago. Oh, gosh. You know, all of a sudden, the pictures that I put in will all be on different pages. I'm like, what in the world is going on here? Now, maybe I have a haunted Microsoft Word. Oh, no. I was just going to say, you've got ghosts in your machine. (laughs) I've heard, when I hear that before, ghosts in the machine, Hmm, sounds famous. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. I borrowed that from somewhere. I didn't come up with that. I've heard it somewhere. I have heard it somewhere. Um, but, yeah, that's that, that's what I'm doing now. I'm, I'm not so much concentrating on the movie stuff. If something comes along, I'll do it. Uh, but just to be honest, I couldn't do any stunts for, you know, at least a year and a half just because my leg was so bad. Oh, it's, it's still It's still not perfect, but it's so much better. Um, you know, I go out hiking, and I'll go do six-mile hikes through the mountains and stuff just getting ready for this hike. And I've got till June to, to get it all better, so... That's and my, so, ninety-six miles. Will you? How how many days will that take? Well, you know, they have different programs that you can sign up with these different tour things that'll that'll take your, you know, your gear to the next location, and you need a hotel room there. Because frankly, I don't really want to camp out, because, you know, I really don't want to get up in the middle of the night and try and go find some place to go to the bathroom in a <laughs> campground with everybody around. I mean, that just does not appeal to me, you know. Uh, yeah. So that's, but uh, I'm trying to figure out how many days it is, and if I, if there's a couple of days I can spend, you know, in the tent and save some money, because it's not cheap, and it would probably cost me eh, about eighteen hundred bucks to do this. Oh wow! Yeah, because one of the nice. bad, one of the, yeah, it's, it's nice, but one of the bad parts about doing anything by yourself is whenever you go on anything that has tour people you have to pay an extra fee because it's not double occupancy. Oh. So I got to pay like an extra $400 that other people are going just so I can have my own room, which uh, you know, I don't want anybody else in there anyway. Oh. Unless it was, you know, like Heather Locklear or, you know, pretty girl who looked like Amanda Weiss, then that would be all <laughs> wonderful. You definitely have a type. <laughs> I do. Actually, my, you know, you know, my type really is. I'm looking for a girl with, uh, you know, low self-esteem, daddy issues, and some sort of significant head injury. That way, I figured that I'll be able to <laughs> be kind of a girl that would pay attention to me. Oh my God, you have no trouble with girls paying attention to you, but it's so funny to hear you put it this way. <laughs> well, there's a part in the book. It's in the book. Um, <laughs> And it's called, When It Comes to Women, I May Be the Dumbest Man in America. And I'll tell you, my, I, I, you know, I, I actually put it at the start of the, the thing saying, you know, I could have a girl that bought me a Cadillac and gave me a, a kidney, and I would sit there going, you know, I wonder if she likes me. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm that stupid with women. I mean, I really am. Girls could be flirting their little hearts out, and I have no idea. Right? Oh, my God. But uh, what was what's really strange. I was working on a movie and there's another guy named Rick who was a studio teacher and one of the kids was eight years old and I was stunt coordinating so I had to keep an eye out for the kid 
and I got to know his mom. Uh, her name was Ann. And, you know, the dad, he came over a couple times. He was really cool. But me and Rick and, and the mom would hang out, right, while, while the little guy was on the set. And one day, you know, we were at uh, lunch, and this one girl, an extra dressed up like a nurse, came over, and she started talking to me and giggling and doing all those girly moves that I'm so attracted to that <laughs> never seems to work out. Um, <laughs> but anyway, they, they called us, we called the extras back, and she stood there for a minute looking at me, and I said, well, it was nice to meet you. And she was, oh, okay, and off she went. Well, Ann comes over, and she goes, did you get her number? And I went, no, why? She goes, that girl was flirting her little heart out with you. I said, no, she was just being nice. She goes, you're right. You are the stupidest man in America. <laughs> and I went, and I went, well, to tell you the truth, Ann, I said, just, I need somebody to kick me in the shin so that I know that a girl's flirting with me. That's, that's what I need. <laughs> so the next day I'm standing there and there was a lot of nurse extras because it was, a lot of this was taking place in hospital. And this other girl comes up and starts chatting with me. And I'm talking to her, and here comes Ann. She walks over, and she comes up to the girl, and she pushes her back. She goes, can you excuse me for one second? And the girl goes, sure. Ann turns around and kicks me in the shin and walks away. (laughs) 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 Which really hurt, by the way. But I was was laughing. Ann was cracking up. Rick was bent over. He was having a hard time breathing. He was laughing so hard. Well, the girl looks at me, and she leaves. She goes, well, I got to go. Probably figuring out I better not be talking to this girl. This guy, this other girl, just kicked him. (laughs) (laughs) So that's right. Who knows how she interpreted it? Like, yeah, a girl. All of a sudden, somebody pushes her back and boots the guy she's talking to. (laughs) But I will tell you what's so funny is is uh, when I'm on the set a lot of times. Like when we were doing the movie Dark Wolf, I played the lead character, the Dark Wolf, and I'm downstairs. I don't have to get into the co- into the wardrobe or the costume for a while, and I'm sitting down with all the extras because everybody's upstairs, you know, filming. So I got nobody to talk to. So I'm down with the extras and I'm talking and smacking down there and you know cracking people up and they're cracking me up and just having a good old time. And the the first AD sticks his head and he goes, "We need uh, Dark Wolf on the set, you know, to get into wardrobe." And I went, "Okay, I'm coming." And they all laughed, and the AD looks, and he goes, he does play Dark Wolf. And one of the guys sitting there, and he goes, what are you doing sitting with us? And I said, you guys are a lot more fun than the bums upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, because I have a friend, he does a lot of extra work in um, Georgia, and he said mm-hmm. that they're very strict about, you know, there's a lot of rules. Don't talk to the stars. Don't bug the stars. You know, you can talk to them if they talk to you, but um, it's very rare to have any of the stars come over to talk to the extras. So that's pretty cool well, that you did that. Well, I don't know if they could call me a star. I was just a guy in a werewolf suit that was they were all trying to kill. Matter of fact, I, I did a stunt in that movie. It's in the book. Um, <laughs> <laughs> where I'm chasing these kids, and I jump on the hood of the car, and the stunt driver goes backwards. He's probably going about 20 miles an hour, sliding back and forth, trying to throw me off the hood. And we had put two rows of 55-gallon drums, two high and two wide, this big, long row. And I'm hanging on the thing, and I'm breaking the windows, and I'm trying to get in at him. And he goes flying backwards, and he does a reverse 90, which is like playing crack the whip. You know, it even makes you go even faster. 
Oh, God. And I go off the hood of the car and I go head first into the steel barrels and just go <gasps> flying through there like a bowling pin. But, oh. the, but the thing that was so interesting, and you can always tell when you're doing something really dangerous, all the cast and crew comes out to watch. Oh. So when I went out there, all the all the actresses and actors were all out there. Well, some of them were in the car because I was after them, too. And this one girl, real nice girl, one of the actresses, comes up and she goes, we're afraid you're going to get hurt. And I said, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, are you going to get hurt? And I said, yes. And she goes, how much? And I said, let you know in a minute. And I turned around, ran over, and jumped on the hood of the, tr- on the, hood of the car. <laughs> I, but that one, that one really rang my bell. I mean, I was, and it, it was so funny because when I got, it's it's hard to explain. You have to be air aware when you're doing stunts when you're up in the air. Well, when I went head first into the into the things, I kind of had my left shoulder hit the first barrel, and it, the barrel also hit the side of my head, and it it hit me, and I just started spinning sideways, right, like in a circle, and. I got hit by a flying barrel that hit me and then hit me up in the air and I started flying a different direction. And I had no clue where I was. Cause I mean, I was just getting like, you ever see when they show the uh, astronauts and the thing and they're teaching, you know, they're all spinning around. That's what was yeah. happening to me. And I had no clue where I was. And all the time I'm getting hit with steel barrels bouncing off me. And one barrel actually came up and hit me in the side of the head. The edge of it hit me right in the ear. But and boy, you talk about a 55 gallon drum, they're heavy. You know? And uh, I go flying over and I, I hit my lower back on the edge of one of the things and went flying up in the air and landed on my face on the ground. Oh. And they, they didn't want me. Well, I was okay. I was, I was okay for that. Um, and then I rolled on my side to get out of the way so the car could leave and they wouldn't see the wolf on the ground. Right. Now I'm laying there and I mean, it, damn near knocked me out it hit me so hard but i was still okay but i hurt i knew i hurt my back you know when i hit the metal Ooh. and i'm sitting there and they came over and, and the director runs up who's a friend of mine or at least he used to be uh he was my best friend i never hear from him anymore because he's been busy uh-huh. uh actually him, him and kane are my two best friends and i talk to him like twice a year maybe um, oh no oh no is right but anyway um uh, he comes running. He goes, are you all right? And I swell him up past, past my waist. And I seem to be okay. Hold on. And Robert Pentagraph, the guy who's telling you saw the sword, he's taking the mask off, which is like a helmet kind of thing almost. And he's undoing it. He's pulling it off. And he goes, don't move your neck. Don't move your neck. Cause he saw how I went flying in there. Right. And I'm just sitting there and they look and they see blood coming out of my ear. Oh. And, I, and I know the first thing they think, Oh, he's got a brain injury. Right. And they're going, and they're going. Oh no, oh no! And I said, it's okay. A barrel hit me in the ear. It's just cut inside. And he looks at me. and said, Yeah, you're right. You got a cut in your ear. I said, Yeah, that's all it is. So Richard looks at me. He goes, Are you okay? And I said, Just say those three little words. He looks at me. He goes, What three little words? I said, Perfect. Moving on. (laughs) 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 Which means, to people who don't know movie lingo, we got it. We don't have to do this again. That's what I thought you were meeting, so I'm glad that I got that joke because I was like, I hope that's where he's going with that. <laughs> yeah, but it was funny after I said that. Richard looks up and he goes, perfect, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, oh that was, that was, Ooh, so that you was, did not have to do that again. 
I would would not want to do that yet. I mean, that one, that that is pretty much what they call a business a slobber knocker, because when you go fly in there, it's just going to knock all the slobber right out of you. <laughs> <laughs> slobber knocker. Yeah, that was oh a slobber gosh. knocker for sure. Oh my gosh! Holy cow! Oh my gosh! Well, you you have given me a lot of great um. Well, time, first of all, you're always so generous with that. But this, these stories were slobber knocker, baboons in devil suits. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Hilarious. And trust me, there are some stories in the book, and this isn't because I'm trying to promote the book because it's not out yet. But (laughs) there are some stories in the book that are just really terrifying. And then there's others that are just really heartwarming. And, I mean, Uh it's just. It's just a good all-around book. I'm I'm pretty proud of it, to tell you the truth. Oh my and gosh. the people that the people that have read it. As a matter of fact, do you know Deb White? She goes to uh, Scarefest all the time. Uh, I I sent her the book, and she wrote it. And she goes, I remember you telling me what happened at Lep Castle. She says, but when I read it and read everything that you were going through, she goes, I just burst out into tears. Oh. Uh, you know, so that that was pretty cool. Matter of fact, and David Omen, you know, the you know little boy yeah. from the back of the book, you yeah. know, the guy who owns the Omen house. Yeah. He says Rick will show up with a little bag full of equipment. He'll get every bit as much as all the big TV production companies just by himself. <laughs> wow, wow! So you've been to his house too, then? I've been to his house many times. Wow. I have some of the most unusual video he's ever had from there too. Oh. Yeah, what, from, what? from well, both of them are in the hallway, and one of them something just streaks across the camera, you know, transparent, you know, typical, you know, what you would call a spirit shape. Um, it just goes flying in front of the camera in the house when it was empty. And what I do whenever I shoot something in a place, I set the camera itself on the ground, so nothing can be underneath it to cause, you know, any kind of, you know flash or anything like that. The camera is sitting by itself on the ground in an empty house. So I caught that thing. And then later on, I was looking through there and there's something else that looks like a baton uh, gets thrown through the wall. It looks like, and it's spinning and then it does. And it's transparent, but you can see it. So, I mean, it's, there's some weird crap that goes on at the Omen house. Yeah. He has some, he so do you post any of your videos anywhere? You know, I really haven't done that too much. We were going to do it on the website, but the guy who was doing the website has gone on to other things, and I don't know how to get hold of him, and it's password blocked, so we can't get into the website. Somebody keeps saying, well, I don't know if they're doing anything. Well, it's because we haven't been able to get in there for six or seven years. We don't have anything new up, you know, so I, I think I'm just going to, you know, when I actually get a job and uh, make a couple bucks, I think that I will probably just uh, – set up a whole new website with all the stuff on there. Actually, oh. the uh, actually the website right now, HollywoodGhostHunters.com, you can go on there. And if you go to the left side, there's a thing that says evidence. And if you go on there, there'll be a drop-down box of a bunch of different videos. And if you go to Hallway 1 and Hallway 2, they're short. That Those are the two that I'm talking about. So you can actually oh. see them there on, on HollywoodGhostHunters.com. Oh, that, and so what about the magazine? Cause you, so that, that might explain, because you have your magazine too, right? Yeah. It's uh-huh. uh, magazine.com, which it's actually, it's uh, hghmag.com. And the cover story is about Kane's life 
uh, in his uh, documentary to Helen Back. Okay, because that, that explains why there's, there's a lot there of stories people. about ghost huntings in there too. That's awesome. And actually, and, Kane Kane tells a story that he's never told anybody about when he got burned so bad, and it's a uh-huh. paranormal story. Oh, and Kane Kane is a, very much a skeptic, so for him to actually tell a paranormal story is unique. Oh, you know, so something your your listeners should go check out hghmag.com. That's very yeah. yeah Cause see, I didn't realize any of that either. Yeah, well, and there's uh, if you go to the archives, uh, I had another guy that was doing it, and they kind of mixed up the whole format of it, which I wasn't pleased with. So that's got to get fixed too. But uh, if you go to the archives, you can look. And the first person that I interviewed was Zach Bagans. Uh, wow. The second person that I interviewed was Aaron Ryder from Destination Truth. And then I interviewed Nick Groff, and then I interviewed Kane. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Okay, so I I think I I want to say I read the Aaron Ryder one, but I, I'm not sure that I would be telling you the truth on that. But well, now I'm going to have to go. Well, I always, I always had the, uh, the, the flutters for Aaron. Uh. <laughs> is she as cool as she seems like she is? Yeah, no, she, that's one of the reasons I always had the flutters for her. First off, she's she's gorgeous. Second off, she's really nice, and she's funny as can be, and she's, like, amazingly athletic. And when I wrote the things about her, I asked her, I said, so you look athletic. She goes, well, yeah. She says, uh, I played field hockey. I said, were you any good? She goes, well, I made All-American. I went, oh, <laughs> was your team any good? Well, we won the national championship. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So everything I asked her, I mean, I just want to take my resume and burn it after I got done talking to her. <laughs> I mean, it's like everything was like world class. I was like, oh, okay. I got, I got to go now, Aaron. Bye. <laughs> but she, she is a total sweetie. That's awesome. Oh my gosh, I think she isn't she on a new show now. I thought uh, not I that I know of, but she, but she certainly should be. Yeah, I thought I saw her name for something, and I was like, oh, good, she's back. But I, I can't remember what the show was. So now you've got me because yeah. I'm going to have to Google that too. Yeah, oh, she, she's a sweetheart, and she's she's really good at what she does. She, I really liked her when, when she was on the Destination Truth with Josh Gates. I, yeah, I, I just, yeah, I did too. Well, I thought her and, and Josh Gates uh, actually really play off each other very well. Very well, yeah. She she was awesome. I really liked her a lot. So that's cool that you got to talk to her. That the things yeah. your star power unlocks for you. Woo-hoo. Well, I have to tell you a quick story. I don't know how much time you have, but this is. Do you remember Stanton Friedman? Why does that name sound familiar? She, did he just pass away? He did, and Stanton was actually the guy that uh, found out most of the stuff about the UFO crash in Roswell. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was actually like a rocket scientist or a nuclear physicist. I mean, he was actually a real, really well-versed science guy. Wow. Uh, And when we did this one convention in Michigan, you know, it it was so funny. You'll love this story. uh, One of the first times I was on Coast to Coast AM, you know, the George Norrie show. 
Yeah. Was on the Queen Mary, and we were waiting in the back, and Stanton was back there. And I started talking to him, and Stanton looks at me, and he had these big hairy eyebrows and the glasses. He looks at me, and he goes, so, you believe in ghosts, although there's not one single shred of empirical evidence? And I just looked at him for a second, I smiled, I said, you believe in UFOs? And he looked at me for a second, and he, and he started laughing, he goes, touche. <laughs> <laughs> so we got to be friends, but this is one of the coolest things that ever happened to me. Once again, my superpower was in full bloom. Um, the day the the convention in um, Michigan ended, uh, I went to the diner that we could use where they were feeding us, and I wanted to charge my phone. So I sat up in the front, and I plugged my phone in, and Chris Rutkowski, who is the Canadian Stanton Friedman, came over and he goes, hey, come on over and join me and Stanton for dinner. Don't sit here by yourself. So, I mean, I practically sprinted over there because I'm interested in UFOs, Bigfoot. I'm interested in everything. So I go flying over there. I'm not going to miss out on this. So I sat there for an hour and a half picking the brains of two of the most knowledgeable UFO experts in the world. And it was so funny because they were really surprised by what I knew. And I said, well, I've watched everything you guys do, and I pay attention, right? But the weirdest thing, this is so funny, Stanton told me what he thought happened at, uh, you know, why there was a crash at, at Roswell. And it had to do with the radar systems. Well, I go back to California, and Richard Friedman, my, my buddy, is doing another movie, and I'm stunt coordinating it. And it's like Tuesday. So Sunday night I had dinner with Chris and, and uh, Stanton. And this guy asked me, he goes, oh, you like ghosts? He says, do you believe in UFOs? I said, yes, I do. And he goes, well, he says, you know, Stanton Friedman said this is what happened. You know, and I went, well, that's not exactly what he says. And the guy kind of puffs <laughs> up his chest and he goes, what makes you think you know more what Stanton Friedman would say than I do? And I went, well, because I had dinner with him Sunday night and he told me. <laughs> right? And the guy looks over at Richard, and Richard just nods his head, and the guy goes, oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. But that's one, of the, that's one of the coolest stories ever. That's a great – that's another one I'd never heard before. Well, I have done other things, you know, in my life there, uh, Ms. Brock. Well, I know that. I know you're a multidimensional <laughs> Person with a bunch well, of I'm not multidimensional. If I could go to another dimension, I might be popular on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I might just go visit that place and stay there. Okay, not multidimensional, but what's that called when you're multifaceted? Oh, okay. That's so I'm like an old jewel. Okay, that's all. I'll take it. <laughs> oh, you're a jewel, all right. I am a jewel, all right. I'm more like fool's gold is actually what I really <laughs> I get right to the heart of the matter. But there is nobody that hangs out with me that can't say they don't have fun. Oh, yeah. You, you're you a laugh riot. There's no way you can be around you. And and if you're ghost hunting, not get great evidence and just have fun in the process. Yes. As a matter of fact, the um, Scottish Paranormal guys, the very first time I, I met them, they wrote an article about meeting me for the first time. And it was so cool because – they said, yeah, we were kind of, you know, worried what he was going to be like. We know he's like this big guy, and he's been on Ghost Adventures, and he's been in 70 movies and TV shows, and, you know, we were kind of intimidated. And when we showed up, Rick looks at our shirts, and they say, Scottish Paranormal Investigation Team. 
He says, first thing he said to us, he said, he looks at our shirts and says, you realize that the initials for your group is spit. (laughs) (laughs) And they went, no, we never realized that. I said, yeah, you might want to think about that. Uh, (laughs) That's that's amazing. (laughs) I can't believe they didn't think of it, but leave it to you to point C. There goes your honesty again. Well, I'll tell you another one that is so very cool. I'm going to give a plug for another book. It's a cookbook by Allie Reed, and it's called The Haunted Cookbook, or The Scottish Haunted Cookbook. And he actually has taken paranormal investigators and people that own castles and stuff and asked them what their favorite food was and has made it for them. And he puts all of the uh, recipes and, you know, the stuff in his book. Well, the one on the cover is the Rick McCullum burger. Yes! Get out of here. What? How cool I is got that? a burger named after me. Oh, my. So what's on the Rick McCollum burger? Oh, you're going to have an organism if I tell you what's in it. <laughs> it's actually two really nice sirloin, uh, ground sirloin burgers with, uh, he's, he has like Gouda cheese and, and uh, Gouda and Swiss cheese. Ooh. He had braised beef. In between both of them, he had, wow. uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's fantastic. He had uh, a, a couple onion rings in it. It was about the size of, you know, a building. <laughs> wow, I was going to say, that's a big burger. Well, what actually happened, it was so big, I had to take the bun off, eat the top burger, put the bun on, and eat the second half. <laughs> but I got to tell you, I, I mean, I almost fell over. I was so happy eating that thing. Oh my, and it's they name that after out? me anytime. Oh, it was good. Yeah, wow. but the cookbook actually, it's called uh, the Haunted Scotland Cookbook or Scottish Haunted Cookbook, and it just came out, I mean, just a couple of days ago. Oh, But if so you go online amazing. and look it up, you'll see my burger on the cover. Oh, my gosh, that's so cool. Did you post Once that? Again, is, that on, is that on your Facebook? I, yeah, I have posted it several times. Once again, people really nice to me. That's awesome. It's my only power. Now I just have to find out the right kind of suit to wear for that. I have to have a cape, obviously. I, I don't think I'll be wearing my underwear on the outside like all the other superheroes. But <laughs> What about a mask? Will you have a mask? I probably should. <laughs> person about the market told me one day. Person at, uh, a person at the market told me one day, he said, yeah, well, you're kind of two-faced. I said, that's not true. Right? And he was just teasing me, and he says, well, yeah, I'll prove it. And I said, I can prove it real easy. If I had another face, don't you think I'd be wearing it instead of this one? <laughs> <laughs> that's you. That, see, that's what I mean. I don't know what you call that kind of humor, but that's you. You always flip it. Oh, yeah, I, I, I will flip you faster than, than a judo match. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Ay, ay, ay. You never know what – you never know you're like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. That's from Forrest well, Gump. I stole another thing. <laughs> well, one thing about a box of chocolates, you do know what you're going to get. You're going to get something chocolate. Oh, <laughs> Like a good <laughs> By the way, you need to write a sequel to the the Ghost of Lori Floyd. Now it's got to be 
the affair of Rick and Lori. A paranormal love story. I told you, I I am, I see, and you're really making me, I've got to write this other thing because I'm putting you in there. You're going to be the ghost hunter guy. And, and You'll see. I've just got to get it am done I, because you'll crack am up. Am I going to die? No. Oh, you're okay. you're gonna have a love person though. Is that okay? Well, so I was like, not some big fat guy or something. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> I was not expecting that. Yeah. You know, if I have to have a guy, I want a nice, slim, model-looking guy. You know, I want somebody hot. You know. I mean, my my boat doesn't float that direction, but you know, I don't want to hang out with you know somebody ugly. <laughs> no, no, you're gonna be a lady. Yay! Oh I'm liking this much better. Oh my gosh, that was so funny. Wow. Okay, so I'll I'll hurry up and finish writing mine, but not until I finish reading your book. By the way, is the, is the girl in the book going to kick me in the shin? No, you're going <laughs> to okay. in the book. You're going to be you you'll you'll you won't be clueless. Oh, that would that would be nice for a change. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow. I t- I told a girl one time, a waitress that I knew. She comes up. She's like twenty years old, right? And she's sitting there, and I said. You know, it's too bad there's this age thing between us. And she goes, I know. And I said, you know, what with you being way too old for me and all. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) She wasn't expecting that one. (laughs) No. (laughs) Expect the unexpected with you. And even then, you're not going to be prepared. (laughs) No, you're not. (laughs) You're just not. You're just not. I will no. twist you into little tiny pieces, <laughs> eat half the chunks, and throw the other half away. <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. Not, not, not to Courtney Brock, mother of Lori Floyd. Maybe to um, a ghost. Yes. Yeah. Oh, by the way, you know what I told the guys on Scottish Paranormal? They said, yeah, we really thought you were going to die. I said, listen to me. And they said, what? I said, if I ever die on a hunt, you guys better ghost hunt the hell out of me. Uh, <laughs> that would be the ultimate to come back as something. Yeah. Oh my god. Ricky, you there? <laughs> yeah, of course I'm here. Where else would I be? I'm dead, you know. I got nowhere to go. <laughs> hopefully you don't do that though, and hopefully oof, hopefully well, not anytime walk- soon anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean eventually we all do, but not yet. Not Oh, that was scary. Like I was crying like when the when the the lady that you said read that part of when you were telling this well, I guess the lep Yeah, the lep cat yeah, that it, it teared me up. I was like, Oh my god So I'll I'll now know thanks to you and her to have a box of the tissue ready for that part. Well, it's the very last part of the book. Oh, okay. Well that's good to know too then. Okay, so yeah, not to the but, but the whole book is worth reading, trust me. Yeah, I'm going to read the there's, whole thing. I don't there's, get there's some There's some really bizarre crap in there. Wow. And it's all true. Every That's word of it. At least as far different. as my little mind con- conceived it. 
Exactly. Exactly. But, okay, well, I guess thank you so much for, you've talked to me for almost two hours, you know that? Well, two hours a year isn't that much. No, that's my fault. I need to keep in better contact. Oh, you do take a hint once in a while. (laughs) (laughs) And you don't even have to kick me in the sin. Just box me around the ears a little bit. And a girl. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will do better about keeping in touch because actually you'll probably hear from me next week because I'm going to be reading your book. So. Sure, I've heard this kind of talk before, young lady. Um, no, but this time I'm for serious. Well, you tell Skelly I said hello and Wayne and tell him I said hi. <laughs> They'll say hi, too. Huh? They'll say, they'll say hi, too. I would hi so. back. I would certainly hope so. Yes, Actually, there's a, a thing in the book that you'll really like uh, about how I got my Great Dane down in Texas. Uh-huh. It's, you really had a great name. Did you name him Scooby? No, it was actually his name was Tubby. Oh. <laughs> we, did, we didn't name him. He was already named. Aw, Tubby. But I bet you you almost cry when you read it. Oh, if it has to do with an animal, I can guarantee you I will. Even well, if it's a happy just, story, I cry. It is, it, it is a happy story. And actually that dog went after things that we couldn't see to protect me. Oh. And, I mean, he looked like a damn tiger when he went after things. I was like, oh, boy. He was like the most gentle animal I ever came across. But he did not like it when things were going bump in the night near me. Oh. He was he was very protective. Well, so how old were you when you had him? 27. Oh, Wow. Okay. Yeah, so when I lived a... in the most haunted house in the in the United States. What? It's in, in the, book. the book. That's what you, I knew it. I knew it. I predicted that was coming. It's in the book. Okay. So I'm going to read that. And then, hey, so will you come back after I've had a chance? I mean, you don't have to do it right away, but sometime in the future, will you come back and talk to me again? You know the answer to that. <laughs> of course I will. You're one of my favorite people. Now, shush. <laughs> Yay, a notion kick required. I mean, didn't I come out to, come to find you at Scarefest? You did, you did. Yes, and so I, there, take I that. I starstruck, and I was like, uh, that's him. <laughs> there he goes, walking by, and I can't say anything. Mouth work. Yeah, but I came back. You did. You I walked did away because you were, you were busy. You were you were slinging books and carrying on and just doing all kinds of stuff. <laughs> no, I was showing people those stupid fortune fishes. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Last time I had a fortune cookie, I looked at it and it said that wasn't chicken. <laughs> So, uh, not exactly sure how I was supposed to take that, but uh, don't eat there anymore. Uh, <laughs> and that was it for that restaurant. 
No, 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 that wasn't chicken. (laughs) Thank you for the warning. (laughs) Yes. All right, Courtney Brock, it was wonderful talking to you again. You too, Rick, and thank you so much. And and, uh, just thank you for the laughs and everything. And I'm glad you're You're okay. Well, well, you know, I kind of have a good time too, you know. Oh, good. That's good. It's important. It is important. Yes. Keeps me from, you know, all these laugh lines, you know, keeps me from looking like a basset hound. <laughs> you, you could never look like a basset hound. Well, I don't know. My ears are kind of hanging down and feeling kind of sluggish lately. So, yeah, who knows? <laughs> you may feel like a basset hound, but you could never look like one. You know what? You know what's funny? This 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 just dawned on me. I wonder what the people who will listen to it after they hear the way I talk about myself, they probably think I look like a combination of like Ernest Borgnine and Frankenstein. You know? <laughs> yeah, because if they see you, I'm gonna find a good picture to put with this because when they hear you, I mean, you're so handsome. They'll be like, "What is this guy? Does he see like the same face everybody else does?" Oh, well, I don't think of myself as handsome. I think of myself being very character actor, like John Wayne-ish, you know, beat up around the edges and big and walk slow and, you know. Oh, my God. No, but even he was handsome, so. Well, I always liked the Duke, so. How could you you not like him? He was awesome. Well, let me tell you, little lady. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you did that pretty good. Oh, I can do a gazillion of them. I'm so lonely that I do like 10 different voices a day, and I argue with myself in different voices. If anybody was recording it, I'd I'd have the uh, matching bracelets as they drug me out of the apartment. Well, then, see, you just answered right there why spirits are attracted to you. I mean, they're like, this guy's having, let's go go hang out with him. Yeah, let's listen to what this nut job is coming up with. (laughs) You're like, you do really have a fan club in the other side. You're comedy hour to them. Well, I I do have two spirits in my apartment. Oh. Other people have seen them. My my, uh, nephew saw one and got terrified. Oh, that's not good. Is he a little nephew or a? Well, he was about six at the time. Oh, that's and you know what? What's in the book? Oh. <laughs> I, I, why did I see that coming? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was like so I mean, absorbed I've, in I've it. I've given you like, pl- uh, plenty of times to realize the lead up that I do, and you know what? <laughs> It's in the book. It's in the book. <laughs> in the book. Oh, my God. And now people, so they're going to be mad because they're going to keep hearing this, and you know you're going to have people beating on your door for it to hurry up and get come out. So. Well, now i got to find a publisher. Although oh. I'm thinking about self, self-publishing self it because that seems to be like a better idea. Yeah, it's easier. Well, it's easier from the standpoint you don't have to wait, hear back, all that stuff. Yeah. Well, no, I like the fact, too, because I really like being able to sell things for not very much money and give the money to uh, St. Jude's. Oh, that's – and so, so, okay, so that's something I did have, because you have a very big passion for St. Jude's, and is there a story behind that? Nope. 
No. Just that's the one that... Seeing, seeing little kids that are sick. Matter of fact, there's a commercial. It's it's a commercial for pediatric nurses. And you could probably find it uh, on Google. You should watch it. I, I think if you just say... Uh, it's, it's the one where the nurse, it's a, it's a guy nurse, is giving this little girl a shot. And he says, Anna, I know you don't like this part, but... Are you ready? And they go, Anna, Banna, Bobana, Banana, Oh, Banna, yeah. Banna. And then he looks at her and he goes, how do you feel? And she looks and she's got this little soft face and the big eyes. She goes, good. And, you know, oh. she doesn't feel good. She's in the freaking hospital. For, you know, she it breaks your heart. Yeah. That's, yeah. Kids having to go through any of that so young is. I don't know yeah, how matter that happens. Matter of fact, my brother's going to be very mad at me when he finds out my will. Uh-oh. Let's just put good. it this way. The the St. Jude's and the Shriners will be happy. Aww. I don't think he'll be mad at you, unless if he's counting on that money. But <laughs> Well, he's not. But no, he's still in there. Well, you know, he's my brother. I got to give him like 10 bucks and bowl of soup or something, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, indeed. <laughs> so funny. Oh, my yes, gosh. indeed, indeed. Oh, well, I, okay. did, I did find my picture of me and uh, Skelly the other day, though. You did? I did. That's one of my favorites. Me and Skelly, the only person in in America that I have more muscle than. (laughs) And it's close. (laughs) It's almost almost a (laughs) toss-up. You were such a good sport about that. I love that that you were like that. You're like, yeah, sure, I'll pose with Skelly. Come here. You need to eat something, dude. Come here, Skelly. That's so funny. He's oh nice, God. but he's not very good at coming. When you call him to come over, he just kind of just kind of looks at you. He doesn't move too fast. No, but that's good though because then I don't either. Oh my gosh! Well, I had a race with a glacier one time and I lost. That's you can. I made it up. I made it up so you got you can have author's license to go with that. Oh, that's hilarious. Or as my old famous saying, I used to say this when I lived at this real fancy apartment complex. They'd say, "Well, why don't you have a girlfriend?" I'd look and I'd say, "It's simple. I can go out with any girl I please." And they go, "Really?" I said, "Yeah. Just apparently, I don't please any." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what is that kind of comedy called? Whatever that is, you're brilliant at it's, it. It's called self-deprecation. Oh, my gosh. I no. beat myself up before other people get a chance to. <laughs> it's just always that zip. Like you, It's always the unexpected. I love it. It's so funny. Pow. Yes. <laughs> With sound effects. Well, of course. Okay. Well, I will let you go. And thank you so much. And I'll definitely be back in touch with my thoughts on your book. 
Cool. cool. Write something good so I can put it on the back of the book. Okay. Well, thanks for letting me read it. Well, it depends what you write. I didn't decide yet. <laughs> yeah, but still, but you're letting me read it even if you don't put it on the back of the book. I'm excited to get a, a sneak preview. Well, I'm, I'm telling you, you're going to like it because it's I, not it's not dry. It's 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 it, you, right? It's me. It sounds as a matter of fact, most everybody said I can hear you talking when I read it, and that's the best thing I can imagine. Ooh. That's even better. I love that. You know, because you're you have such a strong voice anyway, so it'll be good to see that in writing. Yeah, it's it's nice that people actually started crying when they read some spots. So that I mean oh. that was not that I actually am into making people cry, but I think it's nice that they get what's really going on. You know. Yeah, that that came across. That's always yeah. a good feeling. It's good when people say this part made you laugh when you wanted them to or cry. So, Oh, there's some laughing in this book, too. Oh, good. Okay. So I have a lot to look forward to. Well, I'm excited because I'm like a day away from finishing Mindhunter. And as soon as that's done, I, I have to, speaking of knees, I've been re- rehabilitating mine. And so I have to ride the bike as part of it. So I call it my bike reading instead of bike riding because I hate to ride the bike. bike so <laughs> I do just don't do it. Hopefully you're talking about a stationary bike because if yes. you're outside riding a bike and trying to read at the same time, it's probably not your best idea. No. <laughs> no. It's at the gym. Totally safe. Yeah, if I would be going around, I would be in way worse shape if I tried to do that on a real bike. Do you realize you're not old enough to remember this, but you'd look just like Artie Johnson from laughing. You'd be out riding, you'd go, <laughs> fall over on your side. <laughs> I do remember. I mean, I didn't see the original originals, but I definitely saw reruns of those. Yeah. Goldie Hawn. And he did that every show where he'd ride his bike and boom, down he'd go. Plop. All right, Courtney Brock, okay, mother Rick. of uh, Lori Floyd. I well, will talk to you on another occasion. Okie dokie. And thank you so much again for talking to me. Anytime. Okay, well, have a good rest of your evening. Oh, sure. Why well, can't I have a good rest of my life? It costs the same. Okay, do 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 Thank them you. both then. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. <laughs> same same to you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Haunt Johns, a podcast for restless spirits. My name is Courtney Maroc, and it's been my pleasure to be your host and guide for this journey. I snagged the music, Phantom from Space, from Kevin McLeod at Incompetech. If you'd like to continue exploring beyond the podcast, jaunt with me online anytime at hauntjaunts.net. Or if you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe to Haunt Jaunts wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also jaunt with me socially on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. You'll find links to all of Haunt Jaunt's social media on the website, as well as a player on the podcast page with all of the episodes. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until our paths cross again, ciao for now.